What's good, y'all? Um, I'm really excited about my guest today. Um, I'm sitting here chilling with my homie, Jillian. Um, how you doing today? Feeling great. Glad to be here. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for, um, you know, agreeing to, to stop on by today. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate it. Um, you know, letting me come through and do, do uh, you know, what I love to do. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while, so I'm glad we can make it happen. Facts, facts, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, we both feeling pretty elevated. It's been a beautiful day, just, you know, able to reconnect with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've had some gas today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, had this, uh, what, sour diesel lemonade shots. We've had a little Indica RXO edible. Oh, yeah, with the nerds in it. That was yeah. good. That was pretty fire. I totally forgot about that, actually. Yeah. Had some fatso. Yeah. Uh, man, that's, that's got me... It's got me pretty stoned. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, you know, definitely got me pretty uh, uh, pretty geeked. But uh, yeah. yeah, still got the elevation. You know, mm -hmm. we had that uh, Durban Poison. Mm -hmm. you know what and the Sweet J. Oh, yeah. And that the was Sweet good J. One too. Exactly. Yeah, so we've been, we been, mm -hmm. we been rocking. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, uh, I'm really excited uh, because, you know, this is, today we're going to be talking about pride. We're going to be talking about queerness. <laughs> queerness. You know what I'm saying? Pride. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. Um, happy pride. Hell yeah. You know, happy pride month. You happy know what I'm pride saying? to you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, you happy know, late Juneteenth. Yo, appreciate that. Much love. In addition to celebrating um, pride all month, you know, I am showing my, uh, it, like yesterday I was uh, watching a documentary about Black Wall Street. Nice. Um, so that was pretty cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and it just felt it just felt good. Um, so yeah, happy happy related Juneteenth to everybody um, out there, and a happy Pride Month. Um, so um, I want to talk to you about like uh, one thing that um, I really care about is inclusivity, um, and just you know like we all matter. You know we all have a voice. We all like we all are a part of this world and we mm -hmm. all have value and um like in your own personal experience like how does it make you feel when uh or do you do you personally feel that a lot of corporations do monetize off of you know um other businesses that are actually like really doing you know uh like they're practicing what they preach you know when they have like black lives matter trans trans lives matter you know whatever it may be they're actually supporting you know, doing active work, not just giving money, but doing active work mm -hmm. with putting these. that effort in and following through. Exactly. I think honestly, Portland is a really good place to be as a queer person. I think there's a lot that people are doing and a lot of people out there doing a lot for the queer community and just the underprivileged community and people who need help, which is a lot of us, mm -hmm. especially in these times. But <clears throat> I think that, yeah, like Portland is a good place to be because so many people are actually practicing what they preach and they're following through and they're putting in that time to make sure those people have the resources that they need and that they have all that most people have provided to them or that, that haven't, hasn't been provided to them up until this point. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to hear, especially I worked both days of Pride, so I got to walk around and meet a lot of people and talk to a lot of people. And I got a lot of resources for myself even, which was nice. My mom came, which was great because she also got to like, just like feel the immaculate vibes that were there and get also herself some resources and some cute 
pride buttons and <laughs> stickers. I'm going to yeah. yossify the hell out of my room. Also with like that. All the swag, exactly. But it was just nice to, like, have that. Like, my buddy Billy was telling me, like, it's nice to, when you walk around and you feel people looking at you, like, it's not an uncomfortable feeling because yeah. you know that, like, I could just look back and it wouldn't be weird. We could just smile and move on, you know, yeah. and like accept each other for what we are and what we see and that's it. Yeah. And not like be confrontational or feel like I need to get defensive or yeah. like I need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. It was just a really good vibe. Yeah. That's love. That's love. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super glad to hear that. And, you know, I feel like this is one of those things that we, you know, we don't just need this like, oh, two days you know, out of a, a weekend, you know, once a month out yeah. of the year. This is not something that we need every single day, you know, um, mm-hmm. like everywhere. You know yeah, what I mean? straight we, up. Like, we, I was talking to multiple people about, like, this is such a fun thing, but how amazing would it be if, like, we could all walk around Portland and feel like this all the time or, like, a yeah. whole month of just absolute, like, acceptance and love and, like, mm-hmm. nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So, I, uh, like, that's like amazing it's beautiful and i want to talk to you about like you know so obviously you identify as queer um correct yeah i so. more specifically identify currently as non-binary okay. i use they them pronouns okay. um as of about a year ago i was kind of out for a while i've just like always thought of myself as like a person like i always thought it was dumb that you had to like be a man or a woman like you couldn't just not be either or yeah. you know be a little bit of both but that's like totally a thing that's yeah. called non-binary <laughs> when you just like educate yourself a little bit and yeah. start to like meet some cool people and you're like holy crap i'm not the only person that feels like this yeah. and then all these doors open and you there's so much on the internet too there's also a lot of like i'm sure false information okay. but it's nice that you can just like google it and find a lot of awesome resources too yeah. Do you feel like that also, like, uh, will benefit the next generation, like, in a much more greater way than us is because, like, the, you, you see this um, in all forms of mainstream media, you see this being talked about, and, you know, it's... There's a lot more representation. Yeah, there was exactly. Yeah, another conversation that I had with somebody at Pride was just how freaking amazing it is, yeah. the number of young children and babies and toddlers that were there with their families and with their parents, like... That love and support and, like, open-mindedness and, like, celebration at that age for that kind of thing, for your absolute, like, the most inner part of yourself is absolutely crazy. Like, it's phenomenal that so many people and parents and families are able to provide and, like, produce that much love and they have such a safe space to do so in now it's and and also seeing how many old people were there. How many people who grew up in this horrible, like age where they just couldn't allow any part of that of that part of themselves to shine through are now able to fully be out and celebrate themselves amongst other people that also had to like hide from that kind of generation and go through the same things that they did and I think it's something that like a previous therapist has talked to me about is like being around people that celebrate you not tolerate you Ooh. and so Ooh, I like that yeah I like that a you lot. just have to be intentional with the people that you surround yourself with and yeah. like Making sure, yeah, that they celebrate you and they love you and they're not going to just be there until you're an inconvenience or until they don't want to tolerate you any further. Yeah. So, it was, yeah, I think that, back to your prompt of (laughs) the future generation, I'm hoping that, yeah, it's just like a world 
full of like so many different things yeah because we get to just accept it all and love it all and celebrate all of it yeah like i i agree with you and i think like um you know for me like i'm a very like heterosexual male but you know i i love everybody and everybody matters to me so one thing about me is you know i i i love to learn you know like i'm not the most like you know like book smart brother like no i probably haven't read a book in like five years (laughs) but like you know i i learn through storytelling like i learn through connection you know with people i feel Mm -hmm. like um anytime like you know in school when learning was pure verbal for me i felt like i picked it up a lot more than fucking you know like oh read this page and like fucking you know take a test I'm like, absolutely a lot of this? people need more physical involvement and like stimulation through different ways exactly. to be able exactly. to learn and be able to grow and also just like the style of learning that's provided through school is very different yeah. than and the structure of it is very different than yeah. how a lot of people's brains work and how it is just like the most reasonable way to learn about certain things like yeah. you can't learn about parts of the world or cultures and things like that to the degree that you can when you embrace yourself in it Heard, and when you yeah, experience exactly. it and when you like at least talking to people that have experienced it like that's a first hand you know account but yeah no i no i agree with you and also like the impact of you know like uh when you are in like uh you know to me i just call it grade school but middle school elementary school whatever you want to like name it but you know like it's super impressionable because i'm like when i think of like where i was let's just say from like first grade to fucking eighth grade before i went to high school you know it was predominantly black so it was it was it was a certain type of way and it was like my perception there was like one like white teacher miss o'neill she was dope and like she was like a g bro like she would like you know what i mean like i think like people like robbed her car like four times and shit but like she still kept coming back and it was like you know she like earned you know our respect and like love and like i love miss o'neill and then like you know but i didn't really have like a bunch of experience with uh you know a bunch of caucasian people and it was like my experiences were just what i learned from school in my community and it was like a certain way Mm -hmm. so then i went to high school and it you know was a little bit way way much more diverse than what i grew up around then i was I had to adapt to that, and I had to, like, you know, kind of open myself up to that. And also, like, (laughs) you know, just in Philly, that's kind of a funny thing, because I feel like in a lot of ways it's kind of closed off, but, um, you know, moving out and going and uh, living in different places and experiencing so many different people, I mean, mean, even us, you know, Mm -hmm. um, from two different places, and ever since I've known you, like, I've always just... Like, I've always given you that praise where I'm like, like, wow, Jillian, like, you blow me away. Like, like, I learned from you. Like, I actually developed as a human being. Mm-hmm. And when I, uh, especially when I came out here, like, I remember growing up in Philly, we had, like, gay streets. Like, literally, it was like, like, fuck, I think it was, like, Samson and fucking some other street. Spruce Street, maybe I I can't remember, but it was like it was like you know they had like these tiny, uh, this tiny little rainbow flag underneath the street sign, and it was like oh like that's like Gay Street, and um you know moving out to Seattle um at such a young age and uh or impressionable age I'll say, and 
you know, surrounding myself around, like, Capitol Hill and all these, like, you know, just super positive and friendly places. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, like, it It made me, it made me take a hard look at myself and where I grew up and what I was, you know, raised up around. And it was, like, okay, like, in some ways I loved it. In some ways I could not, you know, stand it. Mm-hmm. And then I come to a place like this where I was like, you know, there was just so much conversation, you know, and I thought that was weird. (laughs) I thought that was so weird. Like, and just (laughs) between Washington and Oregon, like in my experience in, uh, you know, like, you know, the Western part of Canada, it's just like, it's a lot more conversation Mm -hmm. than, you know, physicality and aggression. And I, I actually appreciate that. I appreciate where it's like, there's a lot of safe spaces out here to engage in like, hey, you know, Jillian, like, I'm kind of sad today. And like, I'm kind of like confused about my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I don't, I really would like somebody to talk to. And like, out here, like, that's a, that's like, a lot of places provide you that, you know, like, they provide you that. There's, of, right, there's a lot of people putting in the work to make those resources available for as many people as possible which is some of the things I learned about at Pride like places that you can go and get access to a therapist like without a referral from an insurance which is freaking phenomenal because I have had a crazy experience trying to get in contact with and lock down a therapist that I can see weekly that I actually feel comfortable with and that I don't have to like schedule a month in advance for Um, And I totally understand that, like, there's a high demand right now, and it's, there's a lot of people not getting the help that they need, and I have, I am really lucky to be still able to be on my parents, uh, like, health insurance, and so I do get a lot of things um, that a lot of people don't have access to, Mm -hmm. but I've had a really shitty experience with um, trying to get a therapist, like, very recently I was uh, on a wait list for a male therapist, because in the past... I've had a more male therapist and I just tend to feel a little bit more comfortable talking to them. Um, and I, so I waited like six weeks and finally got an appointment scheduled with um, a man. I don't even remember what his name was because I never ended up actually meeting him. But I scheduled an appointment with him and the day I waited another five weeks for the appointment, the day that I was supposed to have the appointment with him, I got a call that he was going to be out of office that day. And I was like... Why would you schedule me on a day he was going to be out of office? Like, of course, emergencies happen. That sucks. Like, I hope everything's okay with him and his family. But I was like, seriously? That sucks. So they scheduled me, like, an emergency appointment in a week and a half uh, with this other lady. uh, Just, like, a random other lady from a random other list of therapists. No idea. So I was like, sure. I just really need to see somebody. I'm, like, about to move. There's a lot of shit going on. Like, I already need to be seeing somebody weekly. But if the soonest you can do is another week and a half, like, okay, I'll make it work. Like, I have no choice right now. So then I wait, and I have this appointment. She's freaking great. I love her. She is, like, totally listening to me and totally not, like, writing off anything that I say and not just going off of the, I'm sure, list of things that the Kaiser, like, has in my system about me from my previous therapist. She's, like, actually listening to what I have to say and, like, using that as actual information instead of going off of my previous, you know, like, I feel like all my other therapists just go off of what the reports say and everything, and they, even though I'm obviously changed and have gone through a lot of growth, and, like, I'm a whole different other person now, as I was in sixth grade or whenever I started seeing therapists, but, like, 
I talked to her. She was great. I can't see her more than once a month, if that, because her scheduling, like, I saw her today, and I'm going to have to wait a week to call to then schedule a month out. Damn. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I'm probably not even going to remember to call in a week because I can't remember to even, like, take my medicine every morning still. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Maybe I'll, like, put it in my phone and see if it actually alerts me. Sometimes it doesn't. Who knows? But, like, it's just really hard to go through that over and over and over again, like, trying to find a new therapist or trying to even just go see the new the, the same therapist you've seen previously. It's really hard to find somebody that you feel comfortable with because a lot of people go through multiple therapists before they find someone who actually, like, is able to work with them on a good, like, positive level and achieve growth. A lot of people go through therapists that are just not the right fit or, you know, whatever. Like, there's a lot of reasons. But it's nice to see that there's so many things available for, like, less money than insurance or without insurance or, you know, instead of insurance because so many people just don't have access to those things. Yeah. Of course. Nah, that's facts. Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the doctor. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, I, uh, I definitely, um, like, just like a general checkup, but like, I make sure, like, me and my therapist, we stay uh, locked in. Um, I definitely noticed, like, um, uh, like, ever since probably, I think it's been two years now, um, since I got diagnosed with borderline, uh, that shit just, uh, it made a lot of sense. You know, when I, when, when I got diagnosed with that, I was like, damn, bruh. You know, and I was talking to so many different people and, um, you know, some uh, therapists just made me feel like shit. Other ones made me angry, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and... They, like, don't listen to you in the way that you need them to. Like, they're taking in some of your information, but, like, at a baseline level. Yeah. And that's something that I appreciate about this lady that I saw today. It was only the second time I've seen her. Yeah. But the first time I saw her, we spent one hour. That's all we had. And at the end, she was basically like, <clears throat> I want you to, like, keep being very self-aware yeah. and... Like, keep a close eye on yourself because this part of your youth is the part where your mental health could blossom, you know, and become something significantly worse and just get twisted and out of control because of the hard to to access resources and, like, the incredibly lengthy processes it takes to get to some of those things and to access the care that you need. Like, the testosterone that I'm on, it's been... This week, it'll be seven weeks that I've been on it, and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to do testosterone. Like, for so long, I knew that I wanted to have top surgery, and that's honestly still been my priority, but because of the financial difference that my insurance covers between the two of those, I got my testosterone basically covered. All I had to pay was, like, I think $80 for the bottle, and then I paid, like, $0.10, and $0.30 for each of, like, the different kinds of needles that I need, and I had, like, 10 of each, so it was, like, 10 bucks for that and then less than a hundred bucks for everything and like that's crazy it just happened so fast like the act like the fact that I was able to get access to that and feel comfortable doing that like so quick like basically at the drop of a hat like I did it before I even got moved which is just crazy to think about but like yeah she totally was like if you have you know more things that 
keep happening or it just keeps getting out of control, like, do what you need to, you know, like, let somebody know. Like, you, me or do what you need to do to find somebody else that's going to listen to you because this is a time when all of those things are really going to affect you and you need to be able to have resources Sounds and things, good. ways to get through it. Yeah, like a support system, something set up for yourself so that you can be successful. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and I'm glad that you had that. And honestly, like, as you go through you know, this transition, um, you know, I'll support you as much as you need, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So, uh, you know, um, we had talked earlier about your top surgery, um, which I didn't, re- I didn't know what that was. So thank you for educating me, um, on that. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like, about the nipple thing, I totally feel like you should get wild with that. Yeah. I, I want to do that. I'm like, what the fuck? Right? No, but straight up. That's cooler than, like, real nipples. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I don't even want my nipples no more. No, like, right? they're... Like, get them off. Like, make, maybe they can tattoo, like, around it, like, add little parts so it can still be a shape. It'll just be a little bigger. You That's know what, what I'm saying? Saying. Hell like, yeah. <laughs> I would love for, like, one of my nipples to be, like, a shark. And then, like, the shark. other one to be, a, like... Like a cloud of fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Nemo. Exactly. <laughs> 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 or like Shark Tale. Like, like sh- I fuck with that movie. I, I love, love that movie. I love Shark Tale. Oh I was gosh. just having this debate. I was just having this debate with some uh, with some people, with some friends. Literally like two, maybe last night. Fuck, maybe two two days Very ago. Recently. I was like, bro. I was like, if you had to choose between Finding Nemo and Shark Tale, which one are you going to choose? The only thing is that Nemo has a second movie. True. And three main characters, whereas I feel like in Shark Tale, the characters are less significant. Like, there's really, like, the main two, but, like, eh, I don't know. It's a great story, and I love the animation. That's, like, my favorite part. Um, The storyline is so fucking hilarious. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's funny But Nemo is just, like, a, it's, like, a national treasure. It's definitely a classic. It's, like, the OG fucking underwater. Yeah, it really is. There's no way I could pick, because they're so both like 10 out of 10 on their scales you know how i look at them finding nemo right great american classic right finding nemo is like the wizard of oz right and shark tale is like the black version of finding nemo and shark tale is like the whiz <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. Think about it. Like, it's so, like... No, the way that you, like, complete that and pull it all together, I totally mixed... I had no idea where you were going, and then you... Right. S- and then I was like, you know, you're totally right, though. Exactly. Think about it. Think about it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... A little bit. I'm like, bro, like, I... I don't know. I just... I love fucking shark tail. So, like, yeah. I would get shark... <laughs> shark... Shark nipples. Shark nipples. <laughs> like, that's definitely... Like a shark tooth, and then, like, a shark... F- like, Maybe. <laughs> I might just get like an actual great white and then just jaws on the Fuck <laughs> like, yeah. Just, That's just awesome. Just get jaws on the left one. Yeah. Um. I know. I always refer to my top surgery as like casually like chopping my titties off. Yeah. Because basically that's what I'm going to do. Just slice the bitches yeah. off. Like many people. Guillotine. No, <laughs> straight like up. Absolutely. Many people mm, with breasts yeah. are make jokes about like having like velcro boobs or like what? you know what like what is a velcro titty basically like exactly what it sounds like like a titty that you can just velcro on or off which wow. like yeah for people who are like very fluid in their gender okay. who like totally 
want that part of their body, but, like, sometimes, and then sometimes just so fucking badly don't want it part of their body, which is a lot of people. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're, like, gender fluid, but a lot of people have those feelings, which is why they wear, like, binders and things to kind of compress their their chests. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, of course, people that like to accentuate their chests. But, like, there's just two ends of the spectrum, but it is a spectrum. Like, there's people all over it, and sometimes you're on one end, and sometimes you're on the other. I'm just one of those people that is, like, pretty much 99.9% of the time on the end of the spectrum where I really don't want to have titties. Okay. So. I respect that. Yeah, it's, like, hard to feel comfortable in my body with them because I feel like they're just, like, a hassle in a way, like, they just don't belong there. Like, I've basically just been waiting to eventually, like, take them off. You know, like sandbags. Like, just take them off. Someday they'll just won't be there. (laughs) Take them bitches off and then never have to put them back on. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. I go to sleep and they just won't be there when I wake up. (laughs) Every day you wake up. Fuck! God damn it, they're still there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. I respect that. Yeah. Like, how, like, how, uh, how long have you felt this way, honestly? Um, with my chest, not as long, um... But always kind of like, when I was little, I remember like, I just want to like basically be a Ken doll, like a little, like a, like, you know, flat and then flat and just like, ain't got nothing. And I can just, you know, like, that's just, ain't I don't know. Ain't got nothing, but I'm everything. Right. Well, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I remember like in middle school and in grade school, like in grade school, especially like we did a lot of. There's so many, like, there was just so many things that were gendered that did not need to be gendered yeah. in middle school and grade school. Like, especially grade school, I think. Um, if you don't mind me asking, but uh, give me a few examples. Yeah, well, so in fifth grade, we did a lot of reenactments, and my teacher had absolutely zero problem, like, casting men, like, little, like, casting the boys to be girl characters or the girls to be boy characters. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they did when they. Like, in Shakespearean times, men played all the women because the only people who did the performances were men. So men were men, and the men were also the women in the show. Mm-hmm. So they were always, like, in drag and in mess- makeup and in dresses because that was just... Women didn't do theater. Yeah. And then... Yeah, so it was, like, whatever. Nobody really said anything about it. It was great because even though so many people were, like... I don't know. I just feel like so many of the parents of the kids had these conversations, and it was such, like that's a very influential age. And so all of us are trying to like figure out, you know, school life, being a child, being a person, being a human. Mm -hmm. And then also like what even is gender? Nobody's teaching us about that, but we're still watching a sex ed video. And like, I don't know, there was just such a weird like stigma around talking about your body and talking about sex that like nobody could really, Nobody really would talk about those things. Yeah. Like, middle school started to be the area where, like, people would start to talk about it because that was when, like, kids from different um, elementary schools were all meeting up in, in these middle schools. And so there's, like, yeah. different groups of comfort levels mm-hmm. coming in. And then it's just like, <laughs> fucking crazy shit in middle school. Yeah. But, yeah, so there was a lot of, je- like, specifically before that class. So in the reenactment class it was nice because we did a lot of the plays and like we did the signing of the declaration of independence which all of those people were men so all of us were like pretending to have different accents but like manly accents but like obviously it did like we did the renaissance fair which was like all of us dressed up as which was weird for me that was like one of the first times i ever had to wear a dress of like my own choosing yeah 
because I wasn't allowed to dress up. So that was like a gendered moment where I couldn't dress up as a man character, even though like in the reenactments we did that. Yeah. And then we did a few uh, dance performances in front of the school. Okay. We had like a dance class. It was like part of our elective or whatever. Mm. <laughs> it was such an interesting school. <laughs> uh, it was like a lot. It was like an, the, the arts or whatever. There's, we had like art class, dance class, PE, and then like another physical outside one. I don't remember what it was. But mm-hmm. in this dance class, we did like a, oh my gosh, like a, oh, I can't even think of the word. Like a, like when you create a dance to like, <laughs> it's supposed to like get a message across or like. Okay. Like, like for sound positive, like, uh, was it dare? D-A-R-E, like... Kind of. It was, it was like... I can't fucking remember. I was a part of that shit, and I can't remember. But, (laughs) it's against destructive decisions, shit like that. Oh, we... It was kind of like that. It was kind of like... I think ours is sad. Yeah, students against destructive decisions. Miss Capote, myself. Yeah, my school had a different one, but it was kind of... It was very much similar to that, yeah. Yeah. But we did, like... Yeah, these weird interpretive dances. That's what Mm -hmm. I was trying to say. Interpretive dances to... Like, just the weirdest freaking songs. And we did, like, a square dance. We all dressed up as cowboys. And it was just like... There we go. Yeah, we did it in front of the whole school. It was great. There's a video <laughs> of me doing that somewhere. And I definitely still remember the you entire square that. dance. I remember it all. Um, I'll, show, I'll have to teach you later. And then you'll just know it, too. It'll be Hell great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just a weird... Just grab your shadows. <laughs> grab your... Man. <laughs> and, like, that was also before any of us like really realized like how incredibly gendered the sports were because then yeah. in middle school sports were super gendered like the way that people did not show up for female sports but yeah. every single male sport like the basketball games packed yeah same for high school is way worse in high school and then of course yeah. in college and like professional sports it's even worse but yeah. still to this day. literally so insane yeah I'm it glad is. a lot of people are doing more things about it I think it's becoming a little bit more yeah. obvious now because a lot of people are shedding their light like shedding light to it and giving their perspectives and their views of, wow, this really is complete fucking bullshit. Yeah. I mean, my thing, my thing is, look, do I feel like a man should be out there full-blown, like, tackling a woman? Fuck no. But honestly, I love watching female sports. Like, bro, like, it, to me, it don't matter. If you, as, long, as long as you compete and you got game, I'm about <laughs> Like, I'm just, I'm a competitor. Well, right. So I'm like, you know, so... And in, it, in, in its own right, I think there's, like, the whole controversy right now going on with, like, transgender people in sports. Yeah. And... Did you hear about Leah Thomas? I did. Yeah. And I've had many conversations with my father about this. He feels very strongly about it. Um, because he just hasn't educated himself. And he absolutely refuses to, like have an open mind about it, which really is the problem. Because even if he's going to do research and he reads something that contradicts his opinion, it's going to go in one eye and out the fucking ear. And he's not going to have con- like actually registered any of it. And he's not going to remember that the next time I try to bring the same point up in conversation yeah. as an opposition to his point. Yeah. So we have had discussions about it because from his perspective he thinks that basically these people who identify as men and were born cisgender men are deciding they're just waking up and deciding i want to go win and so i'm gonna go 
decide and tell people that I identify as a female so that I can go compete in women's sports and win. So this is basically like what he, he thinks their mindset That's is. Weird. That's dead ass what he thinks they're doing. And I'm like, <laughs> look, they have, they have rules in place to prevent things like that from happening. Which wow. include wow. the fact that the people, those, the, if, if a person who was born a man, mm-hmm. like, and is a transgender woman and is, is transitioning, they have rules, sports have rules, at least like a lot of the professional, like the Olympics do, that yeah. um, you have to be so far into your transition. Like, you have to have been on your... Um, your hormones, sorry, the word just no, like escaped good. me. <laughs> you have <laughs> to have been time. on your hormones for a certain amount of time. So basically like your estrogen slash testosterone levels would be as close as you possibly could be. Or like a certain, like from <laughs> on the scale of not at all similar to exactly the same, you have like, there's a line you have to cross. Mm-hmm before you can compete in the women's sports. Like, they have made rules to prevent people from just deciding to go compete in other gendered sports because, oh, they want to, you know, do this or they whatever. And the other thing is that if you look at, like, the times and everything, Leah Thomas got worse when she went through her transition as a swimmer. Her times got worse. They, mm-hmm. got, they got longer, which means she was swimming slower. Mm-hmm. So if she wanted to do better... And like, yeah. and like, and like, win yeah. like more than she was when she was competing against men, and like that. If that was her motive, yeah. like that, it, it didn't work. Right. Like that, and it, it's not even like. It just doesn't make sense to me that anybody would make like decide to go through all of that just to go swim against. You know, yeah. to it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, but that's that's how he like pretty firmly believed it, and we had a very lengthy conversation about it. And okay. like, obviously, I don't know everything about it, and right. I definitely don't want to say that everything I say is absolutely true. Yeah, but I also yeah. feel pretty confident that most people aren't just like, oh, yeah, you know, like making stupid decisions like that and doing it just for like personal gain or to like being transgender isn't something that people decide to do. Yeah. Um, let alone do they deci- would they have decided to do it for like the purpose of doing better in sports like yeah. if you decide to come out as a transgender person or as, as you know any kind of queer person like you're opening yourself up to a lot of ridicule because sure. a lot of people are just not obviously the times aren't as along far along in that sense as we'd like them to be do you hear the ice cream truck i do i do yeah, I'm <laughs> I, I forgot I'm but apparently it comes around this oh, neighborhood shit. pretty frequently um, but yeah that, yeah no nah, I, I just <laughs> uh quick interjection i'm sorry but i just gotta say um you know all respect to you that you know happy belated father's day and all that but uh yeah that remark just pure asinine my guy no for real yeah, it's so, just um, the the some of the things that he like says and that yeah. I think he actually like very firmly believes are true yeah. about the queer community and just like transgender people, non-binary people, like people other than straight cis people yeah. like are so out there. I'm like, how could you as a human person who's been in the Navy and who has seen and met people like, I mean, I actually do get it because the government brainwashes the shit out of people. And especially since they're sure. so fucking non-tolerant of anything they don't accept any of that shit. 
it's like we barely have some women in office, let alone queer people in office. Are you like we? I think there's like a lesbian or maybe like an openly gay mayor or something like that. But that's like that's pretty much what, maybe maybe like a maybe we have a trans transgender mayor or something somewhere. Um, I uh, I feel like I may I, have read I, something about that. I know I'm gonna misspeak on this, but I know that um, Biden just appointed somebody to some high ranking, you know, position. That I want to say is uh, non-binary and trans. I want to say that um, I'm like 82% sure positive. Like, but uh, I, again, I can be wrong. But uh, I'm gonna Google it. Let's I believe see. something along those lines. Um. So uh, one one final thing I just want to uh, wrap with you about is acceptance. Acceptance of people that you know just like. I, I kind of want to steer clear of saying like that are different or you know whatever but just you know acceptance for people as they are you know what I'm saying so like as I sit here with you Jillian I see you you know I see you I hear you I feel you I empathize with you I love you mm-hmm. you know I deeply care about you and so like how do you think we can you know just do better as a, as a society on just the acceptance part of just like like you are who you are it's not like you know like, you don't need to change to make other people more comfortable or to fit in or be more like other people just because society is making it seem like that right now especially with like the internet and social media a lot of it is just doing the same thing as other people and fitting in and you know changing the thing you like letting go of the things that may be actually a part of yourself so that you can latch on to this part of this like whole identity that society and social media has created as like the ideal person you know and they're just latching onto things that people are tacking on to that board instead of like following through and going down the paths of the things that they're passionate about or that they love and I think that just being inclusive like having an open mind and understanding that you're not going to know everything about everyone and you have to operate under that umbrella like you have to operate as if you literally don't know anything about those people because you don't even if you like me looking at you even if I think you identify as a straight cis man you could be a non-binary person who uses you know they them pronouns or a gender fluid person who is presenting masculine today and wants to be known by a whole different name that I might previously have known you by so there's you just have to not make assumptions and not have expectations from people to fit into the boxes that you put them in when you see them. You have to just let them be what they are and take (laughs) them in for that. Yeah. Heard. I hear you loud and clear. And I love you. I love you too. All those things to you. Um, how do you feel? I feel great. That was a good conversation. Yeah. This is, this is it. So, um, I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to uh, be with you today. And uh, yeah, like until next time, much love. Yeah, so. thanks for coming around. <laughs>